This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Loose wheels, strategy, and a fast race car, Mike. And some free Dale Jr. potato chips for Timmy Hill. (laughs) The Dale Jr. download starts now. But eight back to that 39, no pressure. Just keep getting all you can get here. I'm going to keep getting all I can get. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> 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 don't I've been you waiting worry. all year for that, yeah. for Dale Jr. to actually have that response. Yeah. Don't you worry about me digging. Yeah. I'll be digging. I'm the digger, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll be digging. You'll be spotting. you be crew chiefing. I'll be digging. That's funny. All right, we got a full house here today with uh, Laura Scott, with Hogg. Mike Hogue is back up with us. Good to be and, back. And with Mike Davis, I'm Taylor Zarzer. Dustin Lee is pushing the buttons. And there's a dude named Jake somewhere that's real, real mad at, at us right now. Jake Backer? Yeah. Yeah, because the, the deal was that anytime Laura was here that we would have Jake Backer. Laura works at Hendrick Motorsports. Jake Backer's part of our team, yeah. Junior, at, uh, and he, he works at Hendrick. And so that was kind of the plan all along. But we kind of left him out of this. That's all right, yeah. Well, Laura's the, the right-hand woman That's right. for, for Dale Jr. out That's there right. at the racetrack. Mike Hogg is the right-hand man. So we need to have both of them there. They have some fun stories to share about uh, their trip to New York this week as well as uh, Indianapolis. It is, uh, being a road manager is a lot of responsibility, and anyone that's ever been to a race has probably seen Laura out there. Laura, you've been doing this how long with Dale Jr.? This is five years now with yeah. Dale. There you yep. go. Okay, wow. so – Uh, We'll talk a lot about that uh, here on the podcast today. But Dale Jr. finishes sixth yesterday, Mike, and uh, after a 15th qualifying effort, if you just said, okay, qualified 15th, he finished sixth, you you might say, well. It was an uneventful day. Yeah, there's not much to talk about, but there's a whole lot to talk about. This was a tale of two races, basically, for Dale Jr., was it not? Yeah. You know, and uh, the start of the race, I don't know if there's a more demoralizing feeling, uh, even if you're just watching it at home, like most of us were, just to have problems right off, you know, yeah. right off the start. So, um, but the good news was it was early enough to where you knew that they could get it back. Yeah, I mean, there's been a couple times this year, obviously, with fast race cars where Dale Jr.'s radioed in and there's been a problem and your heart just sinks if you're listening to the radio and, and you hear him, like yesterday, say, I've got a loose wheel, and you're thinking, oh, God, here we go. It's going to be a long day. But uh, to his credit, they diagnosed the problem very early there, and uh, they got a caution. We'll go through all of that. Timmy uh, Hill. And ended up finishing sixth. Uh, also, uh, in the nationwide race on Saturday, Regan Smith had a lot of adversity, yeah. but he overcame it to finish the race. He is uh, just six points behind Austin Dillon. Speaking of Austin Dillis, Austin Dillon, he won the uh, dirt race at Eldora. That was awesome. That was incredible. That was awesome. We need more of that. I that was uh, pretty cool. And certainly, this podcast uh, dedicated to uh, Randy Earnhardt and his family. Our thoughts and prayers are with the entire Earnhardt family. Yeah. His uh, immediate family, Mama, and everybody else yeah. uh, in the Earnhardt family. Wife and kids. Uh, um, it's, it's a sad deal, and it was a big emotional weekend for, for the entire family. So yeah, Dale Jr. We're included in that for sure. All yeah. right, um, so we're thinking about them very much. Okay, we'll go off the grid coming up. We have Reaction Theater, but let's start by talking about this race here. And we mentioned that loose wheel on lap 12. So uh, on lap 11, he reports that he has a loose wheel. He, he wasn't. That's what he thought it was at first. Then there was some back and forth where he was trying to make sure that that was the problem, but he diagnosed it correctly. Let's hear what he had to say here. I got a loose wheel. We're ready for you if you got to come. I got something going on. 46 this time. Come on, 4600. Get ready, guys. 4600 at the cone. Feels like it's right side. Just put four tires on here, guys. 
All clear, 46, 46, 46. All right, dog's here, TJ. Great call, bud, great call. Right rear is just a little bit loose right there. Just ride it out so we get a lucky dog. It's still a long race. So that's a great, great decision to come right there, buddy. Sure was. I mean, it really was. Yeah. It's still a sinking feeling. Oh, it is a sinking feeling, uh, but in the so same... So you re- got to know how, how big of a decision that was for Dale Jr. to give up that track position uh, and, and go in. Because you never know for sure. Yeah, I mean, because if you're watching the race on television and, and you see them take the wheel off and they actually could see where the, the wheel was loose, um, it was definitely the right decision. But if you're in the pits there, Mr. Hogg and uh, Miss Scott... That is got to be a sinking feeling at that time, but you have to give the man credit, everybody credit for keeping their composure, starting with the driver. Well, it's like Mike said when he ever when he comes on the radio anytime and says he's got a problem, it's like your, your stomach drops and you're like, really, what happened? And you know, luckily it was early in the race, and luckily uh, those guys were able to rebound. And, and Stevie said afterwards, he said, you know, you know, our team, they're great. I love working with them, and, and we made a mistake. It's no big deal. We rebounded well, and, and that's what a great team does. So. Laura, I, I know that your job requires you to write down what Dale Jr. is saying and pass it out to people like me in the pits. <laughs> That's probably the last thing you wanted to write down was loose wheel. <laughs> yeah, just by random chance, uh, the ESPN crew was, was in our pit, and I was talking to them as they said, as Dale came over and said, loose wheel. I'm like, loose wheel. You're just kind of <laughs> screaming it. But, yeah, the the team was ready to go. And, yep. you know, if you're going to have anybody on top of the pit box to get the – Get everything going right. You've got Steve Letard up there. So. That's right. Get you through that uh, situation. And he did a great job, as did Junior. And Junior eventually did get back on the lead lap. He gets back on the lead lap at uh, the first caution when old Timmy Hill runs out of gas out there on the track. And if you are a fan of the 88, you are screaming at the television at this time, you stay on that racetrack, yeah. Timmy Hill. Yeah, you right. run out of gas in the middle of a corner. Well, I've always said that when in a crunch, you can always rely on old Timmy Hill. <laughs> I've always said that. <laughs> I had a dollar for every time yeah. you said that. <laughs> Let's hear this uh, caution right here. But we got the 32 coasting in, too. He's real slow. I don't think he's going to make it back, so just keep maintaining here. You're doing good, bud. Caution's out. Caution is out. Your P14, bud, lead lap car here. Good job on that run, man. You better come on down and get you fixed up, adjust it, and uh, make sure everything's good on all our wheel studs and stuff, and that way we should be good for the rest of the day. Stand for. Check and make sure the wheel spacer bolts are still tight. We got time. We're not going to race anybody. We're going to leave pit road 14. So it's the only time we're going to screw with it all day because then we're going to race from here on out. And, Mike, you mentioned the sinking feeling of when you have a loose wheel and you're at the back of the field, and all of a sudden you're like, it's a brand-new ball game. We've actually gained a spot since the beginning of the race uh, at this position, and all of a sudden, okay, let's go, let's go pick off some spots here and start racing for the lead. A couple of things here. One, that sinking feeling that we felt at lap 11 or lap 12, that's the same feeling that half the field felt in that caution because while it benefited us, yeah. it really caught a lot of people uh, a lap down. Uh, who had just because that was during pit sequencing, right? Yep. Uh, another thing is that wasn't really the end of our day as far as the the struggles and the nerves because it was a few laps later that Dale Jr. had a piece of debris on the grill, and I thought it was an incredible job by him. A lot of times when you have debris on the grill, they'll suck up to an, the car in front of them under caution, and and you know try to get it off. They did it under green. And it was McMurray, wasn't it? It was McMurray, yeah. right. And so his temperatures were raising. He said that. That could have been a big moment for us if that if he had not been able to get that debris off. Yeah, he did. Uh, they, again, a lot of adversity overcome 
uh, by the 88 on uh, Sunday. But t- this next clip that we're going to play, to me, this is this was the this it, was the make or break moment. Right, right this was the seminal moment, and uh, some great strategy by Steve Latart and by Dale Jr. Let, let's hear this on lap number 80. All right, buddy. So basically, we need to go uh, 12 from right here to get a window. So our choices are come get right. Four tires are out of the question. You can't get four. You give up every bit of track position. So we either come get right or we stay out and try to get us 12 more and then pit, kind of like we saw yesterday in that other race. Yeah, let's do that. But I think that's the chance to win. You know, it's like a defining moment. Ain't nobody going to drive from 14 to first. Anything is you want me to do as far as the ratio of coming and going on pit road? If they all come, do we want to come for two or? No. No, I want you to stay out regardless. We have the best tires. We're gonna, we're gonna, this is gonna be our call. We're gonna stay out no matter what. Stay out, stay out of throw pit, stay out, stay out, stay out, stay out, stay out. Yeah, I like this call because we were running 15, 14. So, uh, you know, we were gonna be there or worse with right. So, we gotta do something to try to flip flop the strategy. We'll be fine. A lot of, drivers have uh, mentioned this year so far at the Gen 6 car that they're frustrated it's hard to pass. I don't think that was any more evident than yesterday. Carl Edwards was really vocal after the race about that. What he said? Uh, he, he just he, he had a lot of uh, thoughts about the new car and how hard it is to pass. Okay. Um, that being the case, though, absolutely the right decision to do this right here because it's so hard to pass. There's no way you're going to go from 14th to 1st. I don't care if you have the the greatest rocket ship in the world. Right. You're not going to be able to do that with it being so hard to pass. You had to make a move like this. It paid off. It picked him up eight spots ultimately. What I thought was hilarious was as Steve was talking out loud and playing all this out through his mind, uh, it was a little confusing if you're listening to it on the radio and on track pass or whatever. But as soon as he said, this is our chance to win, everybody was like, yeah, that's what you need to be doing. That's it. You know, We didn't even know what he was talking about. But, yeah, if it's a chance to win. As it turns out, it was. He did want to make sure that those guys in front yeah. still pit. If they if they did not pit, then you would have seen the 88 pit uh, right there at the end because the advantage would have been to him to go ahead and put on new tires. But they did exactly what Steve thought they would do. They all went into pit. Dale Jr. stayed out with, I think, two, maybe three other cars, Logano and Kozlowski, I That's think. That's it. That's it. Yep. And the other thing is, is that um, after that all happened, that whole strategy played out not once but twice where it had to cycle through and Dale Jr. had to actually stay green for an additional 12 laps, I think. That, that needed to happen for, for that strategy to work, and it did. It yeah, did. It, it definitely did. And I want to bring Laura and Mike in on this in just a second about you, you mentioned uh, going for the win. I want to talk about that because they're, they're around Dale Jr. all the time, and I want to ask them a question. But you, you mentioned that Logano and Kozlowski, the other two guys that stayed out, he ended up beating both of those guys. You know, he had the best car. Kozlowski finished 21st. Right, he had the best finish of all three of those guys that stayed out, including the two that were in front of him right. after that. All right, let's hear the final stop, and then I want to bring Laura and Mike in on this. Here's the final stop when the 88 got inside its fuel window. It gives up sixth position to make the final stop at lap 129, taking four tires. Here we go, Dustin. Everybody, this time. Pit this time, this time. Okay. So There's going to be four tires here. Come on down. Five, four, three, two, one. Four tires here. Oh, Clay, you got one coming. One's coming. The 32 is coming. He'll be outside you. 4,600, 4,600. Great work, bud. Great work. All right, man. We're all done for it. That's it. We can make it from here. 
and ultimately it was a sixth-place finish for Dale Earnhardt Jr. and the 88 team. They are fifth in points still on the season as they go to Pocono, which in the last couple of years has absolutely become one of his best tracks. And if I would have told you that this is Dale's first time of getting consecutive top tens at Indianapolis, you would have never assumed the roller coaster of a day it was yep. in which he had to get it. But uh, it, that he finished fourth last year, finished sixth this year. Laura and Hogg, I want to ask y'all something. Um, Dale Jr.'s fifth in points right now, and he's had a very consistent season. When you get to these summer races, when you have seven or eight, five, four, three races left till you get to the chase, you see drivers in his position tar- start taking a little bit more chances for wins, like yesterday. How much have they talked about that? Have you heard them talk about that, Dale and Steve, et cetera, about, okay, you know what? If the opportunity presents itself, I don't really, you know, it's not the end of the world. If it costs us some points today, we're going for the win. I really haven't heard too much talk about that. There's still six races, I believe, yeah. until we uh, we get to the, the chase. And, I mean, unless you're, you're Jimmy and, and Clint up there, I mean, kind of locked in. Right. But it's still kind of anybody's game. But I, I don't think you'll really hear that talk until maybe – Two, okay. two, three races out, yeah, until there's a – I mean, it is a horse yeah. race right yeah. now yeah. from fifth to seven. I mean, he's got one point on Kenseth and sixth. Right. Yeah. I think it's like 58 points from the wild card spot, and their biggest thing is, is how big – we need to create that cushion, and then we can take more risks, and they have it in, in at least one one race advantage up, not sure. a Jimmy sure. Johnson lead. But I think you do have a little room for risk, but, you know. Now, calm down, Junior Nation. That's not to say they're not trying <laughs> right. to win. Right. That's not to say. No, no, no. I understand, understand what Laura says. I do, too. I no, do, it, too. It but is. You know, we're not in that window yet. I right. mean, we're getting closer to it, but he's 57 points ahead of Jeff Gordon, who's in 10th place right now. But um, but on the other side of it, he's a lot further away from first. Sure. Than he, he's closer to 10th than he is to first. So People get confused when we say that we're still points racing. That means that, oh, we're not going to try to win the race. and. I mean, well, yesterday he went for the win, so there's your right, yeah. and, and he was still points racing yesterday. I mean, you, you can do both. <laughs> you can. Speaking of Junior Nation, I have just a quick observation from yesterday. Did you guys, I know you probably did, Mike, and you did as well, Taylor. From the first half of that race to the second half, the the difference in opinion that fans oh, yeah. were tweeting. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, people were so angry, and some were like, "Hell yeah, strategy!" And then it was. At the end of the race, great job, guys. Great job. Great job. Good call. My favorite was a tweet from some dude named Bill who said, try to be positive on, on Dirty Mo tomorrow, Taylor. Try. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> there were, they, nothing short of a public execution was yeah. going to satisfy a couple of those guys. There's only one <laughs> snack food here at Dirty Mo Radio, and that's Dale Jr. potato chips. We will send some to our buddy uh, Timmy Hill. Timmy go to, to DaleJrFoods.com to find a story that carries them. Or place an order for yourself. That's DaleJrFoods.com. All right, let's go off the grid. Off the grid. All right, Mike Hogg, JR Motorsports. Uh, Mike Hogue is his real name. But <laughs> somewhere Thank along you for that. Somewhere <laughs> along the line, we changed his name. To, was it Junior that did that? No, it was a, it was a reaction theater. Oh, call, reaction wasn't it? theater. That's right. Yep. Uh, but but. <laughs> Junior loved that, so, yeah. of course, now you're Mike Hogg. And Laura <laughs> Scott of Hendrick Motorsports are in studio. Talk about uh, Dale Jr.'s media trip to New York. Both of y'all uh, were part of that. And uh, also PR life with <laughs> yeah. Dale. Well, I think that's important because, frankly, a lot of 
people that watch Dale Jr. every week and they see qualifying yep. and stuff, they see these guys, especially Laura, because she loves to camera bomb. <laughs> uh, you know, as anytime I, I, I can get on camera, yeah. I go for yeah. it. Loudon, Loudon was an awesome job by you to get. <laughs> well, even yesterday, you were like, I was totally in that shot the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> she did. Chomping away uh, on my gum normally. Yeah. So, uh, junior fans ask us all the time the difference between our jobs, and the short answer here is that Laura handles all of Dale Jr.'s Cup media. And that is a tall order. Uh, she works for Hendrick Motorsports. And Mike Hogue is Dale's manager, working directly for Dale, just as I do. And that covers pretty much all of the above, logistics, sponsors, scheduling, et cetera. So, so we all work together. It's a ton of fun. And uh, both Hogue and Laura were with Junior during his media tour in New York City last week uh, that NASCAR asked him to do to promote the Brickyard 400. The best part of New York was probably Thursday morning. We, we started with the Today Show, you know, bright and early on Thursday morning. And then the next thing we had to do was this photo shoot for Men's Journal, which, you know, the, you know I got Dale. I was like, hey, the idea is you're going to be in your fire suit, hailing a cab, in a cab in New York City. And kind of I think in our mind we're thinking, oh, this is going to be already set up. We're going to be in a studio. They're going to have a cab just waiting for us. No, we have to walk down the street in New York City with a Dale in his fire suit. And the whole time I'm thinking, oh, my God, I'm never going to hear the end of this. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. No. <laughs> Let me take you to, like, the moment he changes into his fire suit. We were just finished the Today Show. He's okay. finished walking his dogs. We go back down to the dressing room. We walk in, and I'm like, that's a, that's a Spice Girl in the dressing room. There's a Spice Girl. And then. Which one? Scary spice. Like scary spice. Scary spice. <laughs> so, like, and, like and I tell you what I want, yeah, what I really, yeah, really yeah. want. That, yeah. that kind of spice girl. Like, I, I got to change. He's like, I got to change, right? And I said, yeah, man, you got to change in there. So there's a Spice Girl. Then there's these new, there's these two wrestling girls called the Divas, this new show. They're in the next room. And then you've got Superman. Dean Kane. Dean Kane. So you've got Superman, a Spice Girl, WWE chicks. And now Dale, and Dale Jr. Jr. And his, and his laser. Well, he's not in his suit yet. So he's like, where do I change, man? So we're looking. Dressing room's full. WWE Divas. Spice Girl, Superman, where's Dale Jr. going to change? In the corner, there's this little curtain. So we pull this curtain, he's changing, and it's like that that moment where what's wrong with his picture? (laughs) Dale's in this dressing room in his fire suit like, hey, guys. (laughs) Just a normal Thursday morning. It was so awesome. Then we walked out, and I'm like, okay, he's like, where are we going? In my mind, seeing this through email, it's going to be, we're going to go 20 yards this way, stand out here, it's going to be staged, take some pictures, we're done. Oh, no. We're walking like four blocks down New York City in fire and suit. In a fire suit. And people are just it's almost like they were used to like uh That's the crazy thing like about New York. Take. Yeah. Yeah. No it, one even recognized. And then we literally that cab shoot we took photos of, that was not staged. That was real. That was He was hailing a cab. No kidding. <laughs> he was we got this guy in a cab to stop and he's like, What's you know, what's the deal? And he, the camera guy's like, We need to use your cab to get him in there and do a photo shoot. He's like and then drive around a block with him in it. And I'm thinking, there is no way, and I know he's probably going to hate me for saying this, I could have ever sent an email a week before saying, hey, That's man, right. <laughs> we're going to have you walk around New York City in your fire suit, nothing set up yet, and you've got to get a cab on your own, yeah. and we're going to take pictures Let of it. Let me tell you, what I thought when I saw you guys tweeting that picture, that is the first thing I thought. You know, and I know that I'm dating myself, and I'm that old, the old guy, but I'm like, how in the heck did they get him to approve this? <laughs> the Dale I know would have never said, yeah, sure, I'll walk down New York. A street in New York. For blocks. For, yeah, in my fire suit. 
in in hell a cab yet? And I'm like, wow, Laura must have pulled out some <laughs> major trickeration to get him to do this. What, what, what kind of attitude? What kind of? Uh, great. He Last was. Cool he, he was? Mean, we're going up an escalator, yeah. and you were like, smile, pose for the photo, and, and he's people sometimes all about it, were yeah. like high five, were like Dale Jr. High five, good luck this week, and just kept walking, going yeah. to their their bank wherever they work. And then while he was out there on the corner or on the trying to get a cab, this garbage truck pulls up, and they're like. Dude, Dale Jr., like, you want to race? And he's like, oh, hey, what's up? So he jumps up on the garbage truck saying hello to these guys. And they're like, can we get pictures? So now it turns into an impromptu photo shoot with a garbage truck in New York City. And it was just, it was so random. And it's something you could have never planned out, and it worked to a T. I think it, it sounds like the thing that he liked most about it is people aren't freaking out, going crazy. You know, Dale Jr., ah! Is that, like like you were saying, he's walking down off Broadway yeah. in, in New in New York with his fire suit on, and people are like, oh, hey, how you doing, man? Being that Jeff Gordon is a resident there, sure, he walks down the road with his fire suit on all the time, so it's probably something they're used to. He might have a onesie, but not a fire <laughs> <laughs> well, That's pretty cool. So you guys uh, did that on Thursday. Um, you had, uh, how many appearances did you have on Thursday? I think we made about four stops. We had the Today Show, Men's Journal, Fox News, and then we did a couple of uh, ESPN Satellite hits but yeah. yeah another crazy thing too is in in all of these buildings you go into you have to show them your driver's license they have to make a badge for you so we go into the men's journal office and a security guard says oh can I get an autograph you know so Dale signs the autograph and the next thing he says is, I need to see your driver's license. <laughs> <Goodness> <laughs> in his fire You're suit. Kidding. He so is it, wearing his fire suit as well during this time. He still needs to see. Naturally, you, you reach for your wallet. He's got a fire suit on. <laughs> right. There's no wallet. There's like, no wallet. Uh, uh, so I had to reach his bag. We had to get his fire suit out of, or his uh, wallet out of his pants. And he's like, here's my ID, man. Take a picture. Now we can go up. Yep. What it, is it, the guy going to do if Dale Jr. doesn't? Pre- uh, he just asked for his autograph. Yeah. It was awesome. That was awesome. Oh. Keeps going. Andy, there's one more we got. Oh, you got one? Off. Okay, let's hear it. Chevy Day is a deal where it's two hours. You do a Q&A session. You do an autograph session for fans. And then we did this cool Facebook chat for Team Chevy. Well, the autograph session moved kind of slow, but, you know, it went it went great. And, and Dale was happy. He's in that joking mood, you can tell. Um, so the whole time we were just kind of cutting up. So we go. He goes, hey, man, where's that Facebook chat next? And I said, it's right there. We've already got it set up. we got your questions. We're good to go. He said, all right, cool. So we walk over, and he's just kind of casually just, you know, joking with me and i go to sit down he's like this is it right i go to sit i'm like yep going to my computer go to sit down on the chair not thinking anything over anything different and the next thing i know i'm flat on the ground (laughs) (laughs) my legs up in the air and he is dying laughing he pulled the chair right out from underneath me and never saw it coming the only people that did see it were laura and i think uh jimmy's pr rep no i there was just it was it Four was, of us made Yeah, there were some security folks there that may have seen it. but <laughs> And you're laid out. And lay, uh, flat on my back. <laughs> I mean, I'm watching it in slow-mo. I'm sitting It's these long banquet tables. Dale and Mike rock around behind the behind the table to, to get set up in front of the computer. I'm going to take some photos for Twitter. And I watch the thing in slow-mo. Like, Dale walks behind Hogue and just pulls the the chair awesome. out. I mean, and he goes, he goes down. I mean, me and Dale are just like <laughs> cackling in the corner. Everyone's looking like what the heck happened. And I, and the best thing was, as Dale said, the only people that needed to see that just saw that. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, we were dying laughing. And I think throughout the day, like I kept thinking of that image of just Ho going down and I laughing mean, it was, to myself. That was like, the best. I don't know how you could do that any better, but he, it was, 
Poor Hogue. Plan perfect. <laughs> always Those are our stories. <laughs> Good always, times. Always feeling the effects of the wrath each and every week. Well, I do think we need to bring y'all back, and we do need to yeah. include Jake. Sure. Which is, I think this is Laura's idea, though. Yeah, trivia. It, to, you know, <laughs> test the knowledge of all the PR reps. Mike Davis, Mike Hogue, Laura, and Jake. Uh, and, and see who knows the most about Dale Jr. I think that is a good idea. So we do need to bring that back here. Let's do it at some point. <laughs> it in the can't next just year. be the history of the sport. It has to be like little nuances, little little things oh, yeah. that he might. It has yeah. to be a whole smorgasbord. Right, of, of right, 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 right. Yeah. Well, I do think that Laura deserves a shout out because <laughs> for, five, for five years, been right there every week. So much responsibility. You do an excellent job. And uh, I, I know that uh, it's a thankless job at times, but we wanted to thank you here. Thank you. It's definitely here. a team effort. You know, I, you know, we've got a good team and we have fun. But, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. All right. Uh, good stuff on, on Off the Grid. You guys definitely have to stay around here as it's time now for Reaction Theater. All right. <laughs> I'm a half mile into my probably five-eighth mile run. And I want to let you know I am so f***ing upset that the 88 can't lead one lap that it's causing me to actually run. Run, damn it. Steve Latart, how about organizing a checklist so somebody makes sure the lug nuts are tight before a race? <laughs> oh, poor oh, Dan, the junior fan. Man. At Quasi-Dato uh, quasi is his uh, Twitter handle. For so that, many, that's him. Yeah. For, oh, okay. yeah, for years we thought it was all of his anger was pointed towards Lance McGrew. Uh oh. No, no, he 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 uh he spreads it for a lot of people. <laughs> I guess. But we we feel bad that we made him run. Yeah. That's. That, I running. don't. Is he running I on need, a treadmill or he, is he actually no, outside? It sounded like he was outside. He needs exercise. I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> okay. I mean, I want to lead laps, but I want the man to get yeah, some I'll exercise. Get, okay. All right. Next. The QCB has turned into Dale Jr.'s reaction theater. I was watching the Brickyard yesterday, and we're 12 laps in. And I hear my homie Dale Jr. say, I got a loose wheel. And I immediately yell out, oh, S-word. Dale Jr. is about to pull or stroke an ace and win this damn race. <laughs> then I hear Taylor Zarza say, uh, a loose wheel, that's a bad thing. Uh, not a good thing. <laughs> Thanks, Taylor. Next thing I know, I look up and Dale Jr. is in 43rd place. Hell, I didn't even know that. I know they still call it 43rd place. I thought NASCAR renamed it to Kenny Wallace. <laughs> and I know some of y'all are thinking, Kimmy Hill. First of all, the QCB has never heard of me. I've heard of Lauren Hill. Good luck getting out of prison, by the way. The TV show One Tree Hill. The movie star on Wednesday night back in the 90s called Sugar Hill. I've even heard of that horny old dude called Benny Hill. So something called Timmy Hill. I've never heard of him, but that unknown something called Timmy Hill is running on the gas, and I'm thinking, get your ass off that track. And that caution flag came out, which enabled Dale Jr. to get back that lead lap, eventually finish sixth. And we parted at Whiskey River in Charlotte, North Carolina. Then we went across town to Charlotte at QCB's club called Hennessy Ocean on the west <laughs> yeah. side of town. So, Timmy Hill, on behalf of everybody on Dirty Mo Radio, we want to thank you for being quadruple garbage on the racetrack. <laughs> we want to thank you for sucking big, big golf balls on that racetrack and getting that caution and allowing our homie, Dale Jr., to have a pretty good day at the Brickyard. QCB, I'm out, son. Nice. He's a funny fella, obviously. My goodness, that is something. We have not had a caller like that. I will say that. Yeah. Forget about the race. Mike Davis, 
just go give Mama a hug for all of Junior Nation. Prayers for Randy Spencer. Absolutely. Thank well you. said. Yep. yep. Very well, well said. said. We're definitely thinking about them. Next. A loose wheel to one bars with no fuel gauge to a hard-fought sixth-place finish with a motor losing power. Good rally for Team 88 to grab sixth place, and I just want to say my thoughts and prayers are with the Earnhardt family, and I'm sorry to hear about the passing of Randy. A lot of level-headed perspective right there. That's what you get on Reaction Theater. Not all the time, no. <laughs> Next. Hello, 88 team. You can't chase the ice cream truck until the wheels are tight on the car. But what a great f***ing recovery. TJ, I'm still listening. You've been doing good lately. But remember, when you slip, I'll be calling. Now let's get everything together so we can go win a f***ing race. Was that Jake Backer? <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, Tim, right? That, that, that's our boy Tim Brock. Which, by the way, tell us about the uh, the Team Chevy chat because uh, somebody asked Tim Junior what was his favorite caller on Reaction Theater, and what did Junior say? Yeah, he said t- he said uh, the guy that yelled at TJ, which is Tim Brock. And then Tim yeah. was later on asking about his brisket recipe, so we made sure to answer that one too. That's funny. Yeah, Tim definitely has uh, created uh, a celebrity status for himself yeah. on Reaction Theater. Next. When are we going to get a f***ing win? My anxiety level is too high with these races. We need a win. Noted. <laughs> Everybody feels that way. And, uh, and again, good tracks coming up, though. Yeah. Pocono, Michigan, Bristol, and, oh, uh, there's one other track coming up that you've been talking about all year. What? Watkins Glen. Watkins Glen. We're going to win it, baby. Next. If I have to run... To work out my frustration every time we don't lead a lap, and I end up getting in shape. You've got nobody to blame but yourself, Steve Letarte. <laughs> nobody to blame but you, Steve. You don't want that hanging over your head, son. <laughs> I've kind of waited for Dan the Junior fan's best material. I feel like we've gotten that oh, out of him. Well, he, yeah, it, all it took was to get him to run a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's right. That's funny. Next. <laughs> you know what? The kids of America always tell the truth. I can't hear anything anymore. <laughs> How's that? Next. I can hear you, Junior Nation people, right now. At least Jimmy didn't win. At least Jimmy didn't win. Well, I'm tired of hearing about it. Jimmy Johnson is the best driver in NASCAR. And the only person that can beat Jimmy Johnson is Jimmy Johnson or Chad Knauss. And I'm just sick and tired of hearing all these junior people talking about Jimmy's getting the best equipment. And Jimmy, yes, he's getting the best equipment. Of course he is. <laughs> he's the best driver out there. He's getting the best cars. He's the champion. He's the five-time champion. Jimmy flat out is the best driver out there. And that's all I got to say. Wow, we've had an infiltration. Hey, yes, we have. We've got a Jimmy fan yeah. calling in. Yeah. How can you argue with what he said? I'd even go this far. I think he's having his best season yeah. right now. Yeah. I mean, the man's won five championships, and I think he's having his best season. Next. The only way that truck race could have been any more badass is if Dale Jr. would have won the sum. We got to have more of those things. That was fun. Seriously, you got, we got to have more of those things. I mean, I, I know that y'all were probably traveling on, uh, on Wednesday night, but, man, that is that, – that was awesome. Man, I'm watching these uh, – trucks on the dirt and somebody tell me that austin dillon or kyle larson isn't better than juan pablo montoya 
or Danica Patrick or some of these other bums on the NASCAR circuit. I mean, those guys, those people may have fan bases, but we're talking about raw talent. Kyle Larson and Austin Dillon, these dudes are absolutely raw. Sign them up. If you guys can lead one <laughs> measly <laughs> lap at Pocono, I will buy 20 canned koozies from SteveLatart.com. And if you lead a lap, when I get those canned koozies, I will say, I heart Steve Latart and drink a big-ass can of shut the hell up, Dado, with everyone. Last thing I have to say, and I hope Smarty Jones is listening, Alabama sucks. Oh, no. <laughs> I hope he doesn't pass out there. I really was worried about him there. And now after that, I'm not worried about him. Reaction Theater is open 24-7. All you have to do is call toll-free 1-855-740-1902 and leave us your voicemail message, and we'll play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo' Radio. And don't forget, this podcast is brought to you by Dale Jr. Potato Chips. Go to dalejrfoods.com to find out where you can get yours today. Let's throw the white flag. There you go, buddy. All right, in case you missed it, on Discovery Channel's Fast and Loud, a reality show with the guys from Gas Monkey Garage, Dale Jr. was featured on a teaser this past week. Now, you can see that at dsc.discovery.com right now. It's pretty cool. It has Diet Mountain Dew as a partner. When is the actual show going to air, Laura? That'll air September 2nd on Discovery Channel. They're building a Chevy Nomad for Dale Jr. It's really cool. Diet Mountain Dew is involved, so check that out on September 2nd. Now, schedule-wise this week, it's sort of a light week for Dale. A couple of commitments at Hendrick Motorsports, and then he will be getting ready for the return to Pocono and maybe the the return for dog treat eating for Hogue. Sunday's GoBowling.com 400, love that name, will start at 1 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. The Nationwide Series will be at Iowa Speedway the night before that, Saturday night. The U.S. Cellular Cellular 250 will start at 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. Finally, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Dirty Mo Radio. That's it, Taylor. Thanks to Mike Davis. Thanks to Laura Scott. Thanks to Mike Hogg. Thanks to you for listening. Thanks to Dustin Lee. I'm Taylor Zarzer. This has been the Dale Jr. Download. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Have you tried the new Dale Jr. potato chips? Are you wondering where you can find them? Today's your lucky day. Go to DaleJrFoods.com to see where you can find the chips in your area or place an order online. You can have them shipped right to you. That's DaleJrFoods.com.